Welcome to another episode of Palm Harbor Local. I'm your host, Florida native and real estate ninja, Donnie Hathaway. You know, I started this podcast because I'm extremely passionate about connecting you with the people and the local businesses that make Palm Harbor so special. Palm Harbor, Florida is a great place to live, work, and play. It has everything you could dream of, from the food, the outdoors, the lifestyle, to the people in the community. I wanted to create a podcast that connected the community and inspired everyone to live better. To join this community and stay up to date on all things Palm Harbor, visit my website. It's palmharborlocal.com and sign up there to join the locals. And remember, together, we keep Palm Harbor local. So welcome back to another episode of Palm Harbor Local. Today, we're sitting down with Tiffany Walters from T&Co Social. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, I'm excited to kind of dive into um, what you do and, and kind of why you got started into it. I, you know, I know you and I have talked a lot about social media and you've helped me with strategy and and kind of just the approach to, to social media uh, before. So um you know, I want to I want to dive into some of that, some of those conversations that we've had, but also let's just start with how you got involved into social media and, and like why you started this business. Okay, um, <laughs> I don't even know where to start. So it's kind of like I'll tell you this: I have always wanted to be, I've always wanted to own my own business. Cool. Uh, for the longest time, I did not know what it looked like. So kind of during my career journey, I just picked up little skills here and there. Um, I've always been huge into uh, psychology and mental health and reading. So um, that has a lot to do with why I um, stumbled into marketing because psychology and marketing are, you can use psychology to market. Mm -hmm. And so utilizing that knowledge and that um, interest that I already had into helping businesses grow, I think was a huge part of why I ended up in social media because I saw the opportunity to use social media as a tool to market mm -hmm. because that's where everybody's spending their time these days. Um, and then kind of just a, like, I was in the medical um, field for about eight years. And during that time in the medical field, I was uh, promoted to office manager and I took over their social media for a clinic. So that was kind of like an introduction and I was like, oh, this is cool. And then so I started diving more specifically into how to use social media to market. And I started taking courses online, mm -hmm. um, like I said, reading marketing books, things like that. So um, that's kind of how I got started. And then I just continued this journey and then COVID happened and I was like, okay, well, I can use this tool to make money or this skill to make money. So let's yeah. give it a shot. <laughs> so you, um, so you, were you given the opportunity because you were, uh, you were interested in social media before, like at your, at your employer, like, or, um, how did that, how did you get started like doing social media for them? So, um, yes, I mean, I, I'm, I was in my twenties, so I was on social media, just, um, yeah. socializing, you know, yeah, yeah. uh, and I also started a uh, Instagram page for um, – I used to be big into, like, EDM festivals. Okay. So I started an Instagram page for, like, EDM memes. Okay. Um, and my employer at the time knew that. 
So I think they're like, oh, you're interested in this. Yeah, we yeah. need to start doing more posting. Do you want this as a task? Yeah. I was okay. like, sure. Sure. Let's give it a shot. Yeah. <laughs> um, so take me back to like the the idea of just wanting to own a business. Because I was the same way growing up. Like I, I remember, you know, I, I wanted to own a business. Kind of same thing. Like I didn't know what it was. But yeah. I just remember as a kid, um, I don't know, probably 10 years old or something like that. Like I, I was like, I want to own a business someday um and then one thing led to another and you know now in real estate whatnot but like tell me about your experience with that and and kind of what you remember from from your childhood so uh the biggest thing is my dad owned his own business Ah, okay so i got to see it play out you know um it was just a really even then i was fascinated with small business and how it's one person's labor and they get to see like the full return on it. You know, like you're helping, you're using your skills to help somebody else. And like, to me, that was always like, I don't know, like the coolest thing. Mm -hmm. Um, so that was a huge influence, um, in the fact that I wanted to own my own company as well. And then another thing was when people would ask me when I was little, what I wanted to be when I grew up, I just said I wanted to travel. Like I never oh, yeah. wanted to be stuck in one place. <laughs> I never wanted to be spending my weeks at a nine to five doing the same thing over and over again. It just never appealed to me. So, so you wanted to own your own business and travel. And travel, yeah. yeah. Okay. So I wanted it to be something where I didn't have to be locked in an office yeah. for the majority of the week. So those were kind of the only like two criteria I had for the longest time. Yeah. <laughs> crazy that's interesting like the whole the whole travel aspect of it too yeah right because typically well i guess now like with um with your profession like you can do that and and travel um and there's others it's kind of similar way you can travel the country and still work remotely yeah yeah that's cool i think covid really helped accelerate that Mm -hmm. for a lot of people i think when you get stuck in routines um it's hard to think you're it's hard to picture your life any other way. And so COVID really disrupted that pattern for a lot of people. And so they were like, yeah, I do want to own my own business, like, like in my case, or I do want to travel more. I do want to prioritize home life over career life now mm-hmm. uh, and spend more time with my kids or whatever. And how, how, what does that look like for me? How can I make that happen? Mm-hmm. And so it's, I'm definitely grateful. I think the, the way I found social media marketing or just marketing in general and like how it's become such a digital age. And I can use this to now travel and work at the same time. Um, it really aligned perfectly in my like journey. So, yeah. And what's interesting though is, and same thing for me, like I didn't start off my career, like, okay, I want to own a business, you know, and and same thing for you, right? You started working for a healthcare facility for eight years and, I'm always curious, like what, like, how does that, you know, where's that disconnect there of like, you know, you have this dream as a childhood or as a, in your childhood, and then it kind of goes away for, for some time or sometimes it doesn't, right. Sometimes like that person, you know, follows their path and follows their dream or whatever, but it's a little bit different for everybody. I think it's resources. So Mm. I had bills to pay and I was living on my own. So that's how I ended up in the medical field. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. And then it led you back to social media and that sort of stuff. Yeah. Um, so let's talk about like starting um, 
like the day you kind of like decided to start the business and kind of like some challenges that you had to go through and um, things you've learned kind of along the way? Because you've been in, in business for how long now? Three years? Three years. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, so start uh, talk to me about like starting the business and then challenges that you've had to overcome. Um, uh, well, so- the biggest thing I had to <laughs> get over the fact that I did actually have something of value to offer people. Cause I mean, again, with like the limited beliefs around uh, social media, I had them as well uh, mm. for myself, you know, like how can I actually do this for another business? Um, and so I actually, or one of my friends, um, we met for coffee one day and she owns a yoga studio and she's like, I want you to do this for me. She's like, I love everything that you're saying and um, we need somebody to take over our social media and I want that to be you. And I was just like, oh my gosh, really? Like, this is so cool. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I was happy to do it. And we worked together for a while, um, but ultimately they were going through different changes and um, my services, they just couldn't pay for the services anymore. So we ended up um, parting ways. And then I think the biggest thing that I learned with that relationship is communication. Mm. Um, we, because they were my first client, we didn't have like a contract or anything. Um, and then like towards the end, they had indicated that they didn't want to move forward with any more services. And I was like, okay, but it was like in the middle of the month and we had always done things like in month increments. So mm-hmm. in my head, I was like, okay, well, we'll just finish out this month and then we won't, won't move forward. But they, they kind of meant like right then and there. Yeah. So then I did like it. a half a month's works um, and didn't realize it that, you know, they didn't reimburse me for, but I think that was just a communication thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Communication is, is big for, for any business yeah. um, or any relationship connection, right? Like that's, it's huge. Yeah. And it's like, if you don't know something, don't be afraid to ask. Yeah. And I had to get over that. Cause I'm like, I want to be perceived as a business professional. So sometimes I feel like if I ask a question, it might make me sound naive or, um, you know, be looked at a certain way, but that's just like my own internal limiting, again, going back to those limiting beliefs that I think yeah. all business owners have, um, just learning that that's not the case. Like I'd rather have the information so I don't make a huge mistake mm-hmm. than if they're going to perceive me a certain way. Cause at the end of the day, I can't really control how they're going to, how yeah. they're going to view me, you know, right. they, either you want to work with me or you don't. Right. So, and just being okay with that. Yeah. Yeah. I, that's a, that's a huge piece in, in owning a business. And, and like, I had the same thing. Like when I first started, it was like, Oh my God, like all these other businesses, like they have everything figured out. They know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. And, and then you get into it and you realize, and you talk to other business owners and you're like, they don't have anything figured out just like the rest <laughs> of us. Right. They're yeah. just making day, day by day it's true. doing the best they can. Yeah. I had the same vision of a business owner. I thought they just like ruled the world. <laughs> and then you start talking to these people and you're like, what? No, yeah. <laughs> that's not how you do that. Right. Like they're making mistakes too. And, yeah. But they're just learning from them and, and, you know, keep, keep moving forward. Exactly. Yeah. And uh, I think one of the, the questions on your thing to fill out was like, fit, like what was your biggest failure? And yeah. I was like, oh my God, there's been so many, but like, I really love the belief that you fail forward. Mm-hmm. So you never have like every failure is a learning experience. Yeah. And um, I was really able to develop that mindset around failure um, by reading books. So I read like mm. um, you either, oh, you either win or you learn. 
Okay. By Jane, I think it's James something. And then the other one was The Obstacle is the Way by Ryan Holiday. Okay. And it just like kind of puts you in this mindset like excited to fail because now yeah. every failure is a learning opportunity for you to get better. So like let me put myself in these situations to where I do learn something new so that way I can better myself as a business owner or provide more fa- value for my clients. That's such a great mindset is is just like being okay with failure and and wanting to fail because at the same time like those the most successful businesses they just failed the most mm-hmm. and just learned from it all exactly right? and it's funny because speaking of social media like we always think that someone like has a overnight success right when right. you realize that they've been in business for like 40 plus years but you're just now finding out about them because now they're doing the right things mm-hmm. um and so like getting rid of that idea that people are just like naturally gifted at marketing or owning a business or communicating is like not the case you know mm-hmm. they did all of the failure you know they've been doing the failure for many of years right so right it's like, they've gone through that process exactly and it's such a it's almost like a, a relief too of like not having to have everything figured out like just knowing that you don't have to do that and that you are going to fail it's like you're just expecting to fail and then you just learn from it right yeah. so there's no like okay, if I don't get this, if I don't get this job or I don't get this a client, it's not the end of the world. Right. Right. Just learn from it and, and do better next time. Right. Yeah. And then also, um, I don't know, just some things that aren't meant for you. Like yeah. <laughs> just let, let it go, you know? Yeah. There's been times where I haven't booked a client and in the moment. It felt terrible. Right, right. Um, like I wasn't good enough. But then like looking back, I'm like, yeah, but, you know, either they weren't willing to pay what the rate was or like there was some kind of like red flag that I was willing to overlook because when you're a new business, I think you just want to get all of the experience too. Mm -hmm. So you're like, yeah, I'll take on any project without really setting boundaries. Yeah, And then, um, but honestly, sometimes it's a gift when someone doesn't book you. For sure. sure. (laughs) Um, so let's, let's dive into like the social media piece a little bit. Uh, what are some what are some things that you see um, the businesses um, that they can improve on with their social media or or some tips for them for like the small business owner? Like how can they kind of get started, um, you know, being more engaging on social media? What's up, Palm Harbor? It's your host, Donnie Hathaway. If you are looking to stay up to date with all things Palm Harbor, then visit my website. It's palmharborlocal.com. Super simple. You can sign up there, join the locals, where I'll be sharing more information on local events, local history, and what's happening in Palm Harbor. You know, I really want to create and add more value to you as a listener for spending your valuable time tuning into my podcast. So join me there, keep listening, and remember, together, we keep Palm Harbor local. So the huge thing is um, building that foundation, really looking at your business as a brand and developing a story and values that go along with that because it makes them your messaging more clear and easy more and it's more relatable to Mm. your consumer Mm -hmm. also defining that target audience i know that everybody wants to help everybody but that's not the case and you Again, it goes back to the messaging. Just the clearer you can be on your messaging, the easier it's going to be for the people that you are helping to find you. Mm-hmm. Because social media is all about 
keywords and yeah. making those connections. So that would be the first part is, you know, identifying the target audience and building like a story around your brand. But then the next part would be just engagement. Like make sure that you're on there, um, replying to DMs, yeah. reaching out to other accounts that are in this in a similar industry as you, um, creating like communities and connections. Gary V says like social media is to build brands. And I love that because you can use ads to sell, but really like just showing up on a platform and helping your clientele, whether you're selling a product or a service, um, that that's where you create like those in-depth connections yeah. and the, like brand loyalty too. Yeah. And that's huge. I think that's, um, that's a really good point because a lot of people miss out on like, I'm just putting out content. Right. And that's all I have to do. Yeah. Instead of it, like, I think the biggest piece is, like you said, is like engaging um, with your customers, with the people that are interacting with your page and everything. I was talking to a buddy and and he was um, his son is into golf or whatever. And so he was messaging, you know, all these different golf accounts or whatever. And then there was one of them. There was only one of them out of like some of the major golf brands that would respond to his messages. Mm -hmm. Right. And he's, you know, he's got like a couple hundred followers or whatever. So there's really maybe no need for, for him to, for them to reply. Um, but because they believe in that engagement and stuff, now they've created a customer for life yeah. know, because of that. That's right. People want to be heard, you know? Yeah. And so if, if I reach out to a brand and they don't respond, it's like, you're kind of like let down. Yeah. But then if you reach out to a brand and they do respond, you feel like the most oh special person. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, just think about how you are as a customer. And then, you know, mm -hmm. turn around and mirror that to your own customers. Yeah. And it's crazy because we, the access that we have to these brands now too, or before, before social media, you didn't, you didn't have that. Right. Yeah. So it's, it's, so it's a great opportunity for the small business owners and the brands to, to build that connection. Absolutely. And that's going to put you in competition with the bigger brands too. Mm. Social media is like one of the places where everybody's kind of equal you know, it doesn't matter if you're a big brand or you're a small business. Yeah. And a, a lot of people want to look at like followers and like base things off of like follower accounts. But it's if your followers aren't engaged, it doesn't matter if you have a thousand or a million. Mm -hmm. You know, there's accounts that there's accounts that have like 500 followers, but they're making sales every single day yeah. through the DMs. Yeah. And so that especially as a business, like that's what you want to monitor, like those connections and those like mm -hmm. um, those transactions that turn into ROI. Yeah. And so it doesn't really matter like how many, obviously stats, it's right? exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, if you are an engaged account and you do have a million followers, that's going to be huge for you because your account is engaged and connected and you have a community. Yeah. So it, but it's not just a numbers game, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah, there's more more, more that goes into it. Um, <clears throat> so what is – the platforms are always changing. Like We talked about that before, right? Mm -hmm. Like Instagram is changing. TikTok is changing, right? Facebook is, is changing. What's your, what's your favorite one right now? I always default to Instagram. Yeah. I think um, to me personally – I wonder if that's because of like – the you know the ages or, or like what we kind of like got started with right like was instagram your first platform 
Well, face. Well, Facebook. actually, MySpace was my first platform. Oh yeah, yeah MySpace. <laughs> Forget about that. Yeah. yeah. So, um, and then I tried Twitter for a little while. I've tried okay. Facebook. Um, I, for me, be, I think because I am a visual person and I'm a creative, mm. Instagram is just the coolest thing. Like you can find like photographers on there. Yeah. You know, the people yeah. that are traveling and making reels and like. I use YouTube a lot for um, podcasts and uh, educational videos, Mm -hmm. but I would say probably my favorite one, even though I use YouTube probably on a daily basis, Instagram is like the one I always default to. Yeah. So for a small business owner, does it like which one should they start with, right? If you're just starting a business and you don't have any of these, any social media. So uh, this is kind of controversial i don't know uh people say go where your target audience is right yeah so like you could break it down into demographics like there's an older demographic on facebook the millennials are on instagram if you want to get gen z go to tiktok um however i would personally say just do whatever platform you are excited to go on Mm -hmm. because you're gonna post more Mm -hmm. if you know the platform and you um are comfortable and um, you like being there, right? You're going to spend more time where you like to be. So the only other thing that I could recommend if you don't have like a preferred platform is start with like a larger piece of content. So like a podcast, a blog, yeah. or an educational video. And you only have to do like one a month if you want to, and then break those down. And you then you can send them out to all the different platforms. Mm-hmm. And you can you know, create content for Instagram, but post it on TikTok and post it on Facebook too. Absolutely. Yeah. So you're not creating content for all those different platforms individually. Um, which is, and what's crazy is it's, it's a lot of work to create all that content as you know, and, and then to be able to post it on all the platforms like that, that takes a lot of time. Yeah. So I've, I've been playing with different like scheduling tools. Mm-hmm. I'm a fan of just like with um, creating like a marketing strategy. I think you should also have like a content strategy, a content calendar. I love that. Yeah. So um, this, if you, it's may, way easier to plan an event advance than it is to just like, oh, I need to post today and then try to cr- come up with something like in the moment. Because we all live busy lives. Like mm-hmm. we get distracted and maybe the post doesn't go out, you know, when it's supposed to or you skip a day or whatever the case. So like to get rid of those excuses, just picking a day like the month before and sitting down and like planning it out. It doesn't have to take a long time. Um, and honestly, for most of my clients, I post three times a week. So that's what, like 12 pieces of content for yeah. the month, yeah. which doesn't sound like a lot when you say it like that. But yeah. if you're sitting there trying to come up with content on a daily basis, that's going to be overwhelming. Yeah. So really just like outlining it is like the the biggest benefit that I've seen personally with my business, especially trying to keep everybody's um, content separate and not overwhelming myself. And then um, – so for Facebook and Instagram, they're connected. So you yeah. can post on Facebook and have it show up on Instagram or vice versa. But also they have an app called the Creator Studio mm-hmm. where you can go in and you can create content and you can schedule it out. And it's completely free. So that's most of the time what I recommend to my clients who want to take over the, you know, who want to do the posting themselves is just use that free platform. Um, later also has like a free option. Um 
For me, it's a little differently because I had to find a tool that allowed me to create content for multiple accounts. Oh, yeah, yeah. So I need something a little bit more robust. Yeah, for sure. That makes sense. Um, yeah, I love the the whole scheduling. I like breaking it down, right? And it, it's kind of some stuff I've done this year with with my business and goals and like, okay, how do I break it down into simple you know, steps that are repeatable and, and we can be consistent with everything. It's the same thing with social media. It's like, okay, if I need to post three times a week, that's 12 times for the month. Um, just sit down and do it in 12. I mean, 12 posts doesn't seem that bad, but when you're trying to do it, okay, on Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and it's like, you got to take time to like, okay, what am I going to do now? Yeah. You know, that adds up. Exactly. Yeah. And when you're stressed, you're not creative. No. So then it becomes like these one-liner captions like, check this out. <laughs> it's like, okay, cool. I checked it out. Now and what? nobody's engaging and you're yeah. like, what the heck? This isn't working. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, just call Tiffany. There yeah. you go. Um, so I, I like to wrap up with one question um, that I ask everybody. And what is one of your... Like if you have downtime, you're not on social media, you're not doing anything, but just something for yourself, where are you going? Like a, a local restaurant, um, just a favorite spot in in the area. What do you uh, like to do? I live in Dunedin. So being downtown, coffee shops are probably my main go-to. Cool. Yeah. What's your favorite one? Um, I try to show love to all of them. <laughs> There's so many. But you got to pick one. Um, <laughs> Let me see. Let me think about it. I've been going to Vescalini a lot. Oh yeah. Have you have you been there? Yep. Yeah. It's super cute on the inside. Yeah. And they have like these really nice wooden tables that you can sit down and work at. Yeah. And it's usually pretty quiet in there. I know. So compared to some of the other ones. Yeah. Then, yeah. I do love to be outside. So it was either that or Two Crow, because yeah. Two Crow has like a nice cute outdoor mm-hmm. area. But yeah. Yeah. Vescalini. Um they they're probably like the biggest one in in Dunedin as far as like space, space? wise probably inside, yeah just you know? great yeah yeah coffee i love coffee I know palm harbor has got some good coffee shops now oh, yeah? too so we finally have so you got to check out the fix you might like that one oh i think i saw your post yeah yeah there they has like that walk up the ramp yes. thing yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah okay yeah, yeah. i'll have to check out. it out yeah. yeah um so cool well thank you for being here i appreciate your time today how can people um get more info from you and just learn more about your business. So I am on, I'm on social media. I'm on pretty, I have a, so T and co social Okay. on Instagram is where I mainly hang out, but I'm also on Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn. Um, and then I have a website. So www.tandcosocial.com. And okay. then there you can actually book a discovery call with me so we can sit down and check, chat about your marketing needs and see how I can help. Cool. And then we'll link everything in the description below. So go check it out if you want to um, get in touch with Tiffany. But thank you so much. Cool. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you again for listening to another episode of Palm Harbor Local. I really hope you got a ton of value out of, of today's episode. Now, if you're looking to connect with the guest or just get more information on the episode, then you can check the description below. I'll have all the links in the episode as well as a link back to my website. It's palmharborlocal.com where you can stay up to date on what's going on with the podcast and sign up there to join the locals. Let's get after it this week. And remember, together, we keep Palm Harbor local. Local.